Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. It is Thursday, April the 1st, and no, it's not a joke, it's another Technical Alpha. We've got another great show lined up for you today. In and amidst the hordes of, uh, of shitty, terrible Twitter posts and other social media memes where every corporation on Earth tries to be funny for an entire 24-hour period and usually fails. And let's be honest, given the type of tweets that have been coming out of a lot of companies, they don't even need April 1st anymore. They're memeing 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. I did throw my hat in the ring, though, for the first time in years for April 1st. Last night I was laying in bed and I was like, you know what, fuck it. I threw up a tweet. I knew it would only reach so many people because it was like 2.30 in the morning when I posted it. So I was like, I'll just troll a couple of people. Mostly my European followers, honestly. And I was like, uh, laying in bed. Did you see this tweet? <laughs> I saw it. I saw it. I was like, oh, it's happening. And then I was oh, like, shit. wait, it's April 1st. I just realized I accidentally pressed on my hashtag Elgato stream deck. My main, I just brain dead pressed main scene. on my, And that's for my live stream. So now we're on my overlay. You're just a really big picture with my webcam overlay. Just like a, mmm, look at that, mmm. Yes. Incredible. Let me just go back to the other scene collection quick. Alright, maybe it was April Fool's. There we go. Alright, we're good. <laughs> so, yeah, I posted that tweet and I was like, man, laying in bed, thinking about how I only got three followers after 13 hours of Hearthstone. Maybe it's time to finally play another Blizzard game and see what the viewers, uh, what the viewers are like. Whatever, and then I just put the gif of, like, the hell it's about time. Mm. And I just press send tweet. Alexa, send tweet. Bam! Mm. And of course I knew I'd only get, like, maybe one or two people crazy enough to actually believe that I'd be playing StarCraft. Um, and apparently I did pull the wool over at least Shady's eyes, so it was worth it. We got one person, it was worth it. So there you go, that was my, my contribution to, uh... <laughs> she's in chat right now. She's so salty. She thought for real. She's getting gonna, hyped. She's, she's like, yes, it's time. Yes. <laughs> it's happening. Thought that shit was going to fucking happen. But uh, yeah, no, not even for April Fool's will you assume. You know what? I actually briefly considered, honest to God, getting out of bed a bit earlier today and just starting up the stream and then oh, with Starcraft. having installed and then turning on and then just as I'm about to like, I queue up for a game and then Alt F4. Yeah, until you see the viewership <laughs> spike, and then you realize I should probably queue up this game right now. Nah, die. you gotta commit to the meme at that point. You can't, you can't chicken out then. I just uh, use it as like the really short promotional period. Be like, go check out criticalhit.com. <laughs> and then just fucking leave. Um, but yeah, it was kind of, that was, that was my contribution uh, for this year. But on all sorts of memes, of course, on social media. But we also have some actual news. Not very much this week, actually. In fact, most mm. times around this uh, the April Fools, you'll find that, well, news in general is pretty scarce because as many memes as are mm. to be had, um, lots of, of companies legitimately just avoid releasing a lot of news right now because people straight up can't tell the difference anymore. Uh, Can you uh, send me the show notes? Oh crap! Yeah, I didn't. I didn't get, get you the show notes. One sec. Sounds like it's really shitty weather outside right now. It it hasn't not been for a while. I mean, we had yesterday wasn't bad. Yesterday was actually kind of nice, <clears throat> but we've been getting lots of rain. It's definitely yeah. spring. We we have hit the official springtime. Good, because I'm tired of winter. Yeah, and we didn't even have a bad winter. So you, you know the we we got lucky though because all this rain is happening right around the time where if we were having an extended winter, it would all be snow. 
be a bad time. And that, like the rain we get the like, uh, yeah, yesterday and today's rain has been pretty bad. But we had like one night here a few nights ago where the rain was just fucking torrential. Yeah. And if that was snow, game over. GG. We need three or four snowblowers to work through that uh, that lot. Uh, but yeah, enough of the small talk, Mr. Black. It's time for more important small talk. Like, how was your week? Oh, uh, another week. Getting uh, getting renovations done at this uh, other property that had the flood. So floors are getting done. Oh my God, the price of wood right now. Holy at an all-time, an all-time high, Mr. Black. Dude, I I had to buy some wood to replace the 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 subfloor and to build out the floor off the concrete. Yeah. So I needed eighty two by fours and thirty uh sheets of plywood. Um thirty nine hundred dollars. Yep. Thirty nine now let's hundred let's let's okay, this is not when you're doing subfloor, right? You're not buying prime lumber here. It, it's no, lumber this, that as long as the lumber is in within reason of being a straight line. Yeah. That's the only That's it. That's it. This isn't this isn't like super high quality wood. No. This is your bottom of the barrel. Get the job done. <laughs> uh, 3900 bucks. I almost had a small stroke. I thought it was going to be like I knew the prices were expensive. I thought it was going to be 2 grand. It was double. Oh no, it's so high, bro. Yeah. It's so friggin' high. It's crazy out there. Yeah. Um oh my lord. Normally D-Sims, we wouldn't do thanks, this, bro. but but hey, when it's twenty a, when it's twenty hey, bomb. D Sims Listen, I'm gonna do this regardless. You guys dropping subs, I'm giving y'all a fucking shout out. I don't give a shit. No thank cat. you, D Sims. You know what? You support the podcast, all right? Thank you, D Sims. Bless. Let's go. That'll help cover Jeff's exorbitant lumber costs. Dude, I uh, on crazy time, I just hit a $400 hit just before. Ah. I'm like, that's it, man. We got to go. We got to run. Then you boot up the stream. I'm like, yes, I'm out. <laughs> so I'm what here. is this crazy time? Can you just like keep rolling over your winnings? Is that how like it goes? Or is it, or, or oh, is it just, a, or is it like a one-off kind of thing? And then you're just going back in each yeah, new yeah. game. Each it's each new spin. Oh, okay. So, okay. Okay. Yeah. Each new spin is a, is a brand new spin. So beautiful. Yeah. Oh. April Fools will refund with the survey. I just wanted to shout out. Oh man, that'd be some, that'd be nasty. Uh, actually, you can't do that anymore because Twitch removed that option. So, oh, there you go. There you go. See Twitch coming through for the streamers on that one. Oh yeah, coming they're coming through. through. They're coming through so they don't lose out on their money. They're cut. Uh, yeah, but uh, well, there you go. Well, look, you're you're hedging your bets. A little lumber, a little crazy time. Hey, that's it. Uh, but it's true. I mean, uh, construction right now in general is nuts. And I thought about this because not far from here, and you you would know which building I, before without me getting specific. Um, uh, but not far from here, they put up that pretty sizable new apartment complex, mm-hmm. and it was wood construction, the whole building. Oh my god, the whole building. And but that was just before, like they got that just before yeah. pandemic. Like before, going wood was cheaper yes. than than not going wood. Yeah. Now it's the other way around. Get concrete. And the thing is, <laughs> yeah. And the thing is, is wood isn't even as uh, soundproofing as say concrete well, is. It wouldn't be. Or, yeah. So like you're better off just going the the other route. I I would imagine that if concrete is more expensive, it it isn't enough that you don't go concrete right now. Just from the benefits 
uh, of concrete. Yeah. It's just, it, the wood is just, it's insane. So yeah. When I anyways, saw them put it up, it was the biggest single all wood construct. I mean, it must have, when, uh, when dad and I drove past it when they were still constructing it, dad was like, I might, I'm not sure, but I'm pretty sure that's about as large as you can possibly fucking go yeah. with a wood construction before the inspector would come in and go, nope. That no. ain't it. That ain't it. <laughs> you can't do that shit. No. Uh, not enough. Not enough. You know, six wide fucking support beams on Earth that are gonna fucking support this thing. Uh, but anyway, well, there you go. Well, I'm glad it's another another standard week uh, in the yeah. in the Maximus Black household. Uh, another standard week here. Uh, played a lot of Hearthstone this week, um, as uh, as the April Fools me mentioned, and uh, playing standard for the first time in years. So the actual ladder itself. Uh, and apparently I got in in an interesting time because, uh, I started just about a, uh, a week before their latest expansion dropped, and that usually brings with it all sorts of, well, it's not usually, it brings all sorts of new cards, the meta completely changes and all that stuff, so it was a good time to hop back in, um, and I decided to, you know, as usual, I'm not, I, I hate, I, I'm, I, I'm a hipster. I hate using net decks. I hate going online and being like, which are the top decks currently built by, like, Kriparian and three other fucking dudes who literally eat, breathe, and sleep Hearthstone uh, for a living and have maximized every fucking possible, uh, you know, corner. Just because I always found that was, like, kind of boring. Um, mm. I, I'd rather just, you know, I'd rather, I'd rather only get to, like, you know, gold using a deck that I created myself instead of going to, like, Diamond using a deck that I only partially understand because it was created by some other savant uh, of yeah, the game. Yeah, I mean, it's the same thing with StarCraft. I mean, there's a there's a reason why I didn't follow too many builds um, yeah. to the T, is because you want to have that creativity, but then also there comes a point where you just, if you want to move up, you, you just have to use the meta. Oh, you have to, yeah, yeah. That's, if, if, if my goal was to sit down, and, and that's the difference, right? If my goal was to sit down and say, all right, I want to go deep, then, yeah, 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 yeah almost, you, by default, you have to yeah. kind of fucking go with with those uh, with those decks, but uh, for me, I'd rather have a little fun with it, make some memey kind of like stupid interactions, see if you can pull it off, and the the you know and and just have some uh, some fun with it. Because the other thing is with Hearthstone is that even if you're using meta decks, it's such an RNG heavy fucking card game that yeah. you even if you're using and you're and you're uh, you just feel like when you lose in Hearthstone, it hurts so hard because oftentimes you didn't lose necessarily because you did anything wrong. You just lost because Hearthstone decided to fuck you. And then that's, you know, that's why I was, I said to myself, if I'm going to climb the ladder, just fucking have some fun with it. Go out there and have some fun. That's what I did this have week. Have some fun. Uh, did a review for, um, uh, uh, uh what's it called? Uh, Retro, Retromania Wrestling. Mm -hmm. Uh, cause I think I mentioned last week, that's was kind of what I was leaning towards doing the wrestling thing. Took one stream, not a very long game. Um, and, uh, did the review for it. And I think that will probably be up tomorrow. I believe poor Mark is neck deep uh because here locally you know he works for the government and they are in like 13 and a half hour long policy sessions uh of which he does all the audio video for and so Great. he just sits at work and has to watch all of these people talk about the most thrilling shit uh while he does the audio video for like 13 and a half hours so when he gets home he's like i'm just gonna go to bed and i say yes do that uh and that's the show so that was my week and now it's time to talk about video game news mr black first up CD Projekt Red, back in the news again uh, after a couple of weeks of not having a hell of a lot going on. 
they announced a slew. This is more of like a corporate announcement kind of thing, but a slew of changes uh, and strategy shifts for the entire company uh, that includes expanding their online presence, both in games and otherwise, because, you know, they own GOG. They own good old games, the, the uh, online retailer for, uh, for games. So they talked about that, but also their online presence within the games that they create and already have. Uh, expand franchises into other markets, which is a really fancy way of saying we want to put games on mobile phones. Great. Uh, and somehow, this is the one that kind of caught me, somehow expand to build, expand their throughput, uh, their throughput capabilities to build AAA games in parallel instead of just focusing on one game at a time. They want to build two or three AAA titles simultaneously. CD Projekt Red. CD Projekt Red. Okay, okay, so I just... The fine the... makers of, of Cyberpunk 2077. Oh, they want to create games simultaneous. AAA. Same... Okay. Global reaching. Okay. Video games in parallel. All at the same no. time. No. <laughs> they can't even make one. The answer is no. Stop the madness. Stop the madness. Can, can you imagine pitching that in, idea internally? All right. Uh, so, guys, I know that we just totally fucked the biggest game launch of the last decade. Maybe we should double down and try and do that exact same that exact same scope of game, but like yeah. three at the same time. No, it's 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 the same thing as somebody going, "Okay, I just finished going through a bankruptcy. I think <laughs> in order to get back on my feet, I'm gonna borrow a million dollars. Yes, I'm gonna go and uh, get a fancy car. Yep, I'm gonna I'm gonna just I'm gonna go out there and then I'm gonna start my own Shopify business. Yep, I'm gonna buy a bunch of products." Because I saw a YouTube commercial on somebody that said they're making a hundred. They held up a spatula and said, "This is my highest margin item. I made five grand yesterday selling this spatula on Amazon Marketplace." Yeah, that's that. That's what that sounds like. The answer is no. Doesn't mean you can't go and start your own business. Doesn't mean you can't bounce back. All right, but you're down bad right now, and that ain't how you do it. You do it. By fixing your wrong that you've done, yes. take your time, prove to lenders that you can be trusted again, and in this case, prove to the fans that you can actually, you know, do what No Man's Sky did and be competent uh, developers after they've done a massive fuck-up and win the hearts back over before you start hammering out a bunch of this news. It's like... If 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 the guys over at uh, at, at uh, No Man's Sky came out uh, a few months after the shitstorm, they haven't fixed their game yet, you know, and then they go, hey, guess what, guys? We're I know you guys really like No Man's Sky for the you know ones that can actually still play it. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna create. Think of No Man's Sky, but we're gonna do like three or four of these at the same time simultaneously. <laughs> Doesn't this get you pumped? Yeah. What could possibly no. go wrong? No, everything. <laughs> everything. So uh, they also they they did. I, I think this was the funniest thing in the in the entire announcement. That was that was a a obviously without mentioning it was a a, a call out to their their blunders with cyberpunk. 
They said, uh, and this is a quote, future marketing campaigns will be much shorter with promotional content released close to the actual release of the given game. Mm. Wow. Mm. What a great and, and thoughtful idea that is. What a, yeah. what a revelation. Wow. That perhaps not promoting your game as the greatest thing ever for years before it's ever actually released, blowing the scope uh, expectations out of the water and then hiring Keanu Reeves to do the one project that Keanu probably fucking doesn't want his name associated with at this point. Yep. Maybe just don't. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> don't, don't do that. Especially if you're doing three at the same time. Yeah, you know, don't do that. Uh, patch 1.2, speaking of Cyberpunk, was released uh, as well this week. And, uh, or this past week, and was the longest, and I, I cannot stress this enough. If you look up the list right now on your computer, Mr. Black. Oh, I've seen it. J- the, this is bar none. And I mean, I've seen No Man's Sky patch notes, which, which are already long. These patch notes have got to be the longest patch notes I've ever seen in my life. I've oh, never. It is. Uh, now, in fairness, and this isn't to this isn't to 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 you know uh, downplay the work of the devs here because obviously this is a large patch, but so much of that incredibly long patch note list just seems like PR fluff because a lot of the stuff that's in that list, fucking who cares? Yeah, not means absolutely nothing to anyone. Nope. They're not bug fixes. They're barely even like uh, they're they're barely even noticeable visually or otherwise. Uh, yeah, and then it's, all it's, the all the all the really hardcore shit that people were waiting for, like this patch to come in and fix, not really nothing. hitting on much of that. No, dude, the patch notes were more like when you boot up the game, you'll notice that Cyberpunk the uh, the C <laughs> it was off by just. Like three or four pixels. Three or four pixels. We fix that. <laughs> All right. Now, when you log into the game, you'll notice the second cutscene where someone says, "Who the fuck are you?" They we've we've we fixed that, and now it says, "Who the fuck are you, punk bitch?" <laughs> right. These are the type. These are that I, was I, pretty I, much what the patch notes were kind of like. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, I mean, there were some like legitimate, of course, you know, yes. things. Like I mean, but the list is so long guys i mean if you haven't seen this list is not even you know it i know what they're trying to do they're trying to go hey guys look at what we're, we're doing we're working so fucking hard to the point where it when you when you scroll down the page as fast as you can it takes you 20 seconds all right <laughs> I, i'm not joking yeah I dude dude i had mark books did you see the video i, I had mark do no i didn't okay I, as soon as I saw the patch, not to interrupt you, but as soon as I saw the patch notes list, you know what I said to Mark? He was still at work. I Maybe. said, Mark, I need you to copy this entire patch note list and turn it into a Star Wars opening crawl. Oh, my God. And so Dude, he that, did. That needs to be on your YouTube, man. <laughs> it That's is! Your... Oh, shit. It's on Critical Hits YouTube. And you know what the funny thing is? He couldn't get all the patch notes into it because he ran out of RAM. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's that bad. <laughs> It's it's they were going they were going for guys. Look at how much work we're doing. Like this, is how committed we are. It came off as uh, you guys are fucking pathetic. Why in the hell would you ever release this game? Seeing this patch this patch list, are you insane? 
Like, you're actually insane. If it was that big, you should have just kept it to the main stuff and fixed all that shit without telling anybody you fixed all that shit. Yes. And you know what? You know what I also thought about when I when I saw that patch that patch notes list, right? Like, it's mm-hmm. so much stuff. So on one mm-hmm. hand, they're like, look at how much work we've done. Look at all the good we've done. And then the mm-hmm. other hand, I'm thinking of the, of the back of my mind. Like, what was it, two months ago? January, maybe, even? When the CEO came out to do his, like, little public apology, like, and I say that loosely because it wasn't really much of an apology, he threw, like, the QA team under the bus yep, and said, none of this stuff really showed up in our testing. And then you put out this fucking monolithic Encyclopedia, uh, Encyclopedia Britannica list, the yep. unabridged fucking version of mm-hmm. this 1.2 patch notes, and you're going to tell me that your testing team didn't catch... Any of this shit that you found so important to put it on this fucking monolithic piece of human writing? No. I wonder how many words that is. It's got to be. It's got to. It's got to be like a twenty thousand word Bro, patch note. I, my other tweet. I said, look, if CD Projekt Red can get it together enough to write this fucking one point two patch notes list, George R. R. Martin can finish Game of Thrones. Serious, it, dude. It's a joke, but it's like kind of. But true. it's kind of true. It's like kind of like that's how seriously long this list is. It's embarrassing. Yes, it's embarrassing. It's like it's like a it's like a it's something that I envision that they they get all these notes when they first play the game, like when they're like, okay, all right, we we got the shell. Now let's go in there and see what's wrong with this thing, and that's the list. <laughs> But instead, this is like a game that's gone, what, platinum? A game that went gold before it was out? And it's the biggest hype game ever, and it's a fuck show? Dude. It's uh, it's bad, bro. It's bad. Dude, they, okay, so to talk about the sales part, I didn't have it written down, but you just reminded me. I wanted to put this in for the podcast. So what also came out this week were the sales projections uh, for this quarter, 2021. Uh, And it was tracking various high profile games of course this is an analytics company that does this stuff all the time so the uh, tracking various high profile games in terms of like their sales drop-offs which is a normal thing to track right you know how much do you get on day one two etc etc what is your uh adoption rate over time to to kind of gauge your performance which is also used for things like marketing and whatnot to see you know how how uh how uh, useful or, or how successful your marketing campaigns can be at post launch etc so cyberpunk was put up against like a, like the last assassin's creed game which i think came out even before cyberpunk and then i can't remember what the other game was off the top of my head um but they compared a couple uh, of them and cyberpunk dropped off the face of the fucking earth like it yep. was like day 1 first week or two and then it just like fucking into the ocean at Mach 4 and never recovered to the point where its sales are like less than 1% for this quarter. So they're projecting 500,000 copies for the quarter for Cyberpunk 2077 versus the the insane astronomical pre-order and first day purchases the game had the other problem we have is is that we still don't know what the number of refunds are no company no analytics company no nothing has any idea how many of the original copies were refunded when they eventually did allow refunds to happen the other problem was is that most of those we talked about in the podcast 
we're so convoluted to get a refund that we don't even know how many people actually went through the process of doing the refund and are just sitting on the game waiting for it to be fixed to play. But to them, yeah. they can still say Cyberpunk sold X number of games, but nobody's if nobody's playing it, what the fuck does that even mean? And especially since the majority of, of positive interactions are only for the PC version. Because at least on the PC, you can make up for a lot of the shortcomings by just throwing a shitload of hardware at it. Whereas on the consoles, fuck! I mean, we yeah. all see what it looked like on that. So, yeah, Cyberpunk's still in a very weird spot. Um, it's a very uh, awkward situation. And still to this day, um, they are not back on the PlayStation Store. They're still not on it. So if you're buying Cyberpunk right now, essentially you're either getting a hard copy somewhere or you're buying it on Steam. Yeah, just don't buy it, actually. Yeah, just yeah, I, yeah, ju- yeah, wait. Just don't buy it. Just wait. By the time it's actually worth playing, it will be so heavily discounted that it, it's just... Yep. Uh, then it's an easy purchase. Uh, next up, the Reginator. Mm. Reggie Fiamme. Uh, has, uh, and, a, and a few, well, he didn't announce, but it was announced that himself and several others that joined the board of directors for Game uh, GameStop, I have to stop myself to not say GameSpot, GameStop, uh, which I think was a thing that happened last year sometime, we reported on that, uh, when Game uh, when GameStop was in dire straits, um, you know, he was brought in as, as kind of an advisor on the board, uh, he and others are stepping down. He will, they will no longer be on the board. So uh, there you go. Mission accomplished. Reggie joined the board. GME stock went to the moon. You're welcome, everyone. Uh, and he probably <laughs> made a shit ton of money. If he was I paid mean, in stocks? Oh, oh you, know he, you know he had to have been. I mean, oh, what else, how else are you getting paid? Oh, the guy can you imagine the money? Dude, he would have been getting dude, stock options at like bro. $20 or $17 or some shit. Maybe even bro. less. Le- way less bro like five bucks like five bucks a share and then dude, gme hits dude. moon at what was it like dude. What, what did it hit three three fifty dude, dude this shit was he, he would have been buying shares at like two dollars man <laughs> that's where it was holy shit the money he made uh, insane money i mean he's already a wealthy man well, he's but he, already super rich but i mean but now God. now he's got that gme money there you go to the moon there you go. So they're stepping down for whatever that fucking means at this point. I, I don't even know. Next up, Mistwalkers uh, Hironobu Sakaguchi said that he is not interested, uh, this made me sad, and not interested in making, uh, doing remakes of his past games like Lost Odyssey, for example. Uh, that doesn't rule out remasters, of course, which fans of the, lo- of, the of games like The Last Story, Blue Dragon, uh, and, the lo- and Lost Odyssey would, of course, warmly welcome, to say the least, because all of those games, especially Lost Odyssey, which is, uh, which is of course, the highest profile of all three of those games, that and Blue Dragon were released on the 360 um, at different <clears throat> points, um, are only available via backwards compatibility. And thankfully, Microsoft has been very, you know, into doing as much backwards compatibility as they are, uh, because there's no other way to play them. Unless, of course, you still have an operational 360 and than the game itself. So, uh, yeah, un- a little unfortunate to hear that. I mean, there, his reasoning is, a, is, this, is the same as we heard from Square Enix 15 years ago. You're going to remake the game. It's going to be largely the same game. The resources are going to be astronomical, and the end result is basically the same game. So yep. 
Um, uh, so just not interested in doing that. Now, that being said, it is, to me, I feel like they'd make more money probably going back and doing something like Lost Odyssey, and I don't just say that because I like the game a lot. I'm saying that because Mistwalker hasn't done anything good since Lost Odyssey, uh, mm. and doing a remaster, at the very least, to get some money to maybe hopefully make another good game might not be the worst fucking idea in the world. Uh, because, yeah, they just straight up they haven't done anything good since they've done Lost Odyssey. Uh, and, uh, and so I was kind of saddened to hear... Uh, to hear that he's not even considering doing something like that. I, I would like a remaster, though, if only because, yes, I can play it. Like, I still have my 360, I still have Lost Odyssey and whatever. But the performance is so fucking bad on the 360. It's terrible. They did, like, these split-screen, like, character portrait views and cutscenes, and you could tell that the way the game renderer or the engine worked is it would literally run, like, two instances of the thing at the same time, and stick them side by side, and the frame rate would be like four fucking FPS for the cutscene. And it was so, so rough in a lot of areas, uh, performance-wise, that having a remaster would totally change that game from top to bottom, more than a lot of remasters would. So I'm, I'm still crossing my fingers, hoping for the best. Uh, because I think more people should play Lost Odyssey. At the very least, do yourself a favor, if, you, if you're a reader, if you like books and stuff, I'm sure you can find it online. The Thousand Years Dreams short story collection that's in the game and part of uh, side quests and stuff. Go read those. Because they're all fucking really good. And you'll uh, you'll enjoy those. And that's all about that one. Um, mm, 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 joining other events. Tokyo Game Show is, of course, going to be an online-only uh, affair this year. At least for the main public. Uh, they're going to have an in-person, uh, press-only portion of the event, but Tokyo Game Show for everyone else will be an online-only event, uh, and that's going to run from September 30th through October 3rd. And so, there you go. Big shocker on that one. Uh, we've also hit a weird point in the timeline, Mr. Black. Fierce PC, a boutique PC gaming, uh, uh, builder, or gaming PC builder, I should say, uh has started shipping pre-builds that don't have graphics cards. We've gotten to the point where the supply is so bad that pre-builders are just shipping things without graphics cards in them and saying, hey, we'll give you this whole package. It's all built. It runs. It's all good to go. All you need to do is somehow find a graphics card. Godspeed. And then put it in, and you're good to go. Uh, so... If that's not indicative of where we're at right now with how hard it is to find a fucking graphics card, I don't know what is. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, all the best. Uh, thankfully, I mean, installing a graphics card is anyone can fucking install a graphics card. If you, if you own a gaming PC and you can't figure out how to put a graphics card in, whew! All the same. Good luck finding a graphics card, nevertheless. It's just, it's basically Listen, impossible. If you can't put a graphics card in a computer... Chances are you can't find a graphics card anyway. <laughs> yeah, that's right? true. So. You probably can't find it. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. So yeah. there you go. Uh, <laughs> it won't be a problem. Uh, no Man's Sky. Speaking of, you brought No Man's Sky when we were talking about CD Projekt Red. Another free update landed this week. Uh, and as usual, it, it was preceded by Sean Murray on Twitter. Uh, usually he just tweets a single emoticon. Some and then people try and spend like the next uh, co-carners especially will spend the next week trying to decode what the fuck that emoticon 
means and what that's eventually going to end up resulting for in an expansion. Uh, mm. And so they did it. I think this time it was a compass. It was the compass emoticon. And I uh, tweeted that out, and everyone was trying to figure out what that was going to be. Uh, and this is a pretty cool update, actually. So while the game has had multiplayer for some time now, like quite some time, uh, it was never really that easy to, let's say, start up a game and play together from the get-go. So like, uh, actually just almost like any other survival game where you start up as a group, you're all on the same place, same time, whatever. So this is called the Expeditions Update, and it comes with a new game mode that allows, called Expeditions, I believe, that allows you to play co-op with others from the get-go with a random assortment of tech, equipment, and ships. Uh, and then a path of milestones is given to your team with various points in the journey, bringing players uh, either within your own team or with actual other players also doing it, like in terms of the online multiplayer portion, together at certain junctions to, to, get, to, to get together again. Uh, this is kind of set up like a season pass of sorts, not in the sense that you're paying for a season pass to get content, but like it's set up where it resets like a season, almost like a season of Hearthstone or a season of, of like uh, Ladder and Starcraft. Yeah. And every time it resets, uh, you can start a new game if you want, and there's new rewards, new uh, missions, like so it plays differently. It's almost like a like a roguelite where you every time you start the game, things are randomized. You hop in and do it. It's like playing Minecraft. Yeah, so it's, you've got a new. You get accept accept generated world. Like yeah, a new, new generated yeah new generated world and ships and everything, and then they give you new quests and stuff <laughs> to do that make the journey different. Uh, yeah. And then if you want to, if you say you get to the end of of that season or whatever, and you really like all the the stuff that you've built and the and whatever, it's this is all part of No Man's Sky's generated universe to begin with. So if you want to, you have the choice to just continue that as a main save file. And start a new journey somewhere else if you want to keep doing it for the rewards. But if you just like what you did in that one place, then you can keep that and continue on uh, as if it was a regular save game. So uh, you have that option as well. So you don't lose everything every time uh, a new season starts. Uh, of course, with that, you also get all sorts of other updates um, to the game. Uh, improvements, quality of life stuff, etc., etc. Um, and of course, as always... The litany of bugs that come with every patch for No Man's Sky <laughs> or update for No Man's Sky. That usually, usually Sean and the team just do this thing where they just hammer five hour energy drinks and just pull all nighters for like two weeks until everyone's, you know, kind of mostly back on track and then uh, go back to their regular patch uh, schedule. But uh, yeah, usually you can expect one or two weeks of, of sketchy behavior uh, whenever a major release like this lands. Uh, and then it'll be all sorted out. And there you go. There's your No Man's Sky thing. It actually made me kind of want to jump in and try it out. I might get back in and do that because it's not like starting a new file in the sense that you're starting a, a fresh file. You're doing, you are starting a fresh file, but it's because it's set up like that way to give you stuff to just go do random things. So that seems like a cool way to hop in. Yep. Um, E3. So Tokyo Game Show online only event. We talked about E3 also going online only uh, this year, uh, a couple weeks ago. But apparently, they're fielding the idea. This just came out today. News reporting in uh, from Inside Inside Scoops, Mr. Black. Okay. That that not only, we already discussed, as a preface, how much of an uphill battle E3 is going to have being relevant in a world where every one of these companies is doing their own online event. And then you also have stuff like the mass-adopted Summer of Games by Jeff Keighley and crew that mm. is a, plays a secondary role for that that goes on for like two fucking months through the summer, how hard of a battle they're going to have to be relevant. And 
uh, what they uh, what was discovered today does not seem like it's going to help the relevancy. E3 2021 is apparently trying to field the idea of making it a premium paid event. So pay to uh, pay to try the demos that uh, that you are going to have available to you, basically. <laughs> I mean, it's desperate times, right? <laughs> I mean, uh, you got to get paid. I mean, you know, the hustle. As crazy as this sounds, <laughs> this might be their only option. <laughs> you know, viewership is tanking. People don't want to be part of it. Uh, you may as well make some money, right? I mean, your viewership's going to be a hell of a lot less. But I guess it all depends if you can make that up on the other end. I, I mean, I don't know, man. These guys are <laughs> these guys are a mess. I don't know, I'm trying to figure out a now, way to make it. Again, this is just this isn't guaranteed. This was this was them. Fe- they're fielding the idea. Hmm. I would be fucking shocked if they went through with it. But E3's Brutal. also done crazy shit in the past, so I I don't I don't know. Um, oh, luck. apparently, what just happened. Not long ago is uh, is that they announced that in fact they are going to go ahead and make it free. Um, there you go. There you go. Sure. Still not going to probably be very exciting, but there you go. At least it's free. And the last up on the short list of gaming news this week, Mister Black, is that Pokemon cards, as it turns out, still popular, still in a massive bull run right now, as another Charizard has sold at auction. For $300,000. I mean, at this point, I'd say I was surprised, but in the world of NFTs where people are buying, uh, like for example, just today, somebody bought the first NFT-based digital house. I'm going to say that again. A digital house in NFT form for $500,000. It's getting crazy out there. $300,000 $300,000 for a Charizard. I mean, what I'm doing now is I've got upstairs, I've got boxes of Yu-Gi-Oh cards that I'm oh. buying. I'm Yu-Gi-Oh buying. boy! I've been buying, I've been going to different stores. Whenever they get them in, there's a specific collector's edition box. This man about um, to do a, a, an eight-hour marathon of Yu-Gi-Oh pack opening. Nope. What I'm doing is I'm going to buy them up Every time they come in, which oh, you're gonna resell them, and I'm gonna resell them, but I'm gonna do it in a few years. So I'm literally, I'm not oh. opening them, I'm not touching them. They're sitting in a box upstairs, still completely wrapped, mint shape. Already now, I bought them for it's like fifty bucks per box. Yeah, and they already sell for a hundred on eBay. So incredible! You know, it's already twice your money. I figure in a few years, if Yu-Gi-Oh starts to go crazy like Pokemon does, mm. I'll be that guy that's going to have several of these boxes ready to go. It's the play. I'm just going, hey, worst case scenario, they're not going to go, I'm not going to lose money. You know what I mean? So like. It's true. That's just where I'm at. If, if you got the I'm, place to store boxes and boxes of trading cards, it's not a bad look. Well, I mean, it's not like I can get that much. Like right now I've got three boxes, right? Oh, so okay. it's, it's like you only can buy like so so many at a time. But if there were 10, I'd buy all 10. I just sit on them. If there was 30, I'd buy all 30. Sit on them. So, like, a lot of people, because Pokemon cards have gotten so hard to get their hands on, a lot of people are back into, like, are back into Yu-Gi-Oh, Digimon as well. 
uh, for collectible cards, and I'm sure there will be others that that you know they they kick up. It's well, so hard to tell right now how much of this is just influencers surging, well, and how is, much of this so, is like long term. Yeah, but it's getting people. The influencers are getting people into this stuff, right? Which just naturally, it's just people are becoming hooked. And Yu Gi Oh cards are start like there's people there's like YouTubers and shit now opening up Yu Gi Oh packs. Yeah, Yu Gi Oh yeah. cards are uh, skyrocketing in price and everybody and their dog are looking for pokemon right now so i thought okay you know what i'm just gonna buy the stuff that not everybody's looking for yet um and then we'll just see what happens and you know maybe three years from now on the podcast i'll say hey guys remember that box that i bought for 50 dollars a few years ago i just sold it for five thousand dollars a box you know what i mean who knows it's craziness it might be just three hundred dollars a box but i mean fuck i'll take it hard to hard worst case scenario few years go by you're breaking even you say fuck it you go on stream you open them and by the time all the people give you money anyway you there make you more go. money it's, it's content win. there you go it's content yeah uh i can't i have to i have to i have to not get into involved in that shit because i won't be sitting on boxes i'll be buying them and open them immediately yeah see for me i don't um, need it that doesn't bug me at all uh, I just I'm, throw a, them away. I'm just like i i i love collecting I cards so much know. I'm surprised you're not in it. Because, that if like, I don't be, stop, that would my, be straight up your alley, bro. I already got no money. I don't need to be broke, broke by fucking going out and go. I already went ham on the Pokemon 20th anniversary sets, right? I have all the pins, so I bought mm. all, enough to have every pin for the 20th anniversary and a lot of the cards. You could um, probably sell and make a profit. Well, I'm gonna hold on to again. I'm gonna hold on to them, right? Yeah. I mean, the 20. I mean, if there's one thing that's definitely not gonna go down in value, it's the 20th anniversary Pokemon set shit. So I'm gonna sit on that shit for a while. They're in a box. They're put away. Uh, but yeah, I'm not. I can't. I can't. I, I I will actually go broke if I start buying trading cards. <laughs> but you know how I won't go broke, Mister Black, if we keep getting our sponsors back. So it's time to sell out. NordVPN. If you guys don't already have a VPN service, it's that time. Guys, it's 2021. The world is crazy. It's on fire, and you need to be protected, safe, anonymous. Use NordVPN. And with you only need one connection or one, I guess not one connection, you need one subscription for six simultaneous connections in one household. So, you know, just get it, get it. It's it's less than the cup of coffee a month. A grande cinnamon dolce latte. Less than a more. single pack of Pokemon cards, Mr. Black. Big time. Big time. And you can watch region block content. Mm. You can you can watch different regions of Netflix. You can, you know, you can just go into the deep dark web where all the three hundred thousand dollar Charizards are for sale. <laughs> and it's a crazy place when you use the Nord VPN and you just get into the into the dark side. And uh at sixty eight percent off. I mean and use that promo code OTT. It's a no-brainer. Is the dark it's side of the no web, brainer. Mr. Black, where you have like uh, looking to trade on Craigslist? My my there. right kidney for there you go. for Charizard card. That's it. That's yeah. it. And when you're when you mask your IP, they'll never know it's you. You know what I mean? Organ, organ trading, back. organ trading for Pokemon <laughs> cards. <laughs> so make sure to go check them out. NordVPN. They're big supporters of the of the 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 podcast. So head on over there. Get your subscription. You get a bonus month, a 30-day money-back guarantee. Uh, the servers are really fast. You can game on them, stream on them, game and stream on them. You guys know the drill. Just get on out there. Get yourself a subscription. Get a two-year subscription when you use the promo code OTT. Secondly, mm. we've got Elgato. If you guys don't already have a stream deck, 
a wave uh, microphone, uh, a key light. Like I just look, 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 look what I got here. La, la, la. Look how, look, look how much darker it is, right? This was the old podcast form where Adam's all nice and bright and lit and it's dark here. I just got my key light. Click that little button there. What it does is it reads the room and then it'll turn itself on for the right amount of lighting to make sure everything is all gravy. Look at that. Look at that. Boom. We're lit. That's the Elgato key light right there. All right. Link is in the description below. Go pick yourself up one. Head on over there. They got green screens, capture cards. They got sound dampening. They've got literally just about everything you can think of that you will need for your computer uh, to, uh, you know, to have those nice quality of life improvements. So head on over there. And those are our sponsors. Patreon.com slash lag TV. Go throw money at the screen. That's as simple as that one gets. That's just as simple as it gets. That's just simple. That's as simple. Now it's time for movies and TV. Jessica Walter, who many would know uh, more likely as recently for uh, her role as the uh, Too Rich for her, her Own Good Mother on Arrested Development, or Mallory on Archer, passed away in her sleep at home this last week at the age of 80, which is pretty young in all, all things considered. So uh, that seems like it could have been some uh, kind of extraneous, out of nowhere kind of deal, unfortunately. She had a lot of gas left in the tank at only 80. But, uh, yeah, there you go. So she passed away. Sad to see her go. She also, she also, I, I learned this. I didn't fucking know this, but, uh, and, and of course this would have cropped up because this is now available for, for viewing again. The movie, the dinosaur, or the show, the dinosaurs. Mm. She was the mother. Oh, wow. Yeah. So my son, um, that, that's available on Disney plus. I think so, yeah. And uh, when we're scrolling through the the shows, and it's like that bar up at the top where it's mm. like it shows you the banner. When my when my son sees it, he starts crying. He's fucking scared shitless <laughs> of them fucking creepy ass <laughs> dinosaurs. Well, in fairness to your son, it wasn't really billed as a children's show to begin with. It was, yeah. it was. You could watch it as a kid, but it was more. It was actually more uh, closer to like a legitimate pushing adult sitcom of sorts um mm. and so i'm not surprised that that he might not be a fan oh of- he's terrified <laughs> uh but yeah there you go so yeah unfortunate that uh she passed away rest development one of my favorite tv shows of all time um uh, as well and she was amazing in that uh and of course in the uh for the internet viewer uh archer is a huge fucking show and so that will be big shoes to fill however they decide to tackle that uh after their licensing acquisition which we talked about in the podcast here not long ago of wwe network peacock is apparently reviewing the over seventeen thousand hours of content it's a lot of wrestling jeff Seventeen thousand hours of wrestling uh to edit or remove any content that they deem unacceptable racist moments risque storylines etc uh, they don't seem to be readily taking on the, you know, place of warning, kind of like the Muppet show where the, you know, the show existed in the, in the seventies or whatever. And, and some things said and shown that wouldn't fly today were on the show. And so there's, you know, like a warning pop up and be like, Hey, stop. Or Disney does the same thing for other shows as well. We're like, Hey, this, this show is from a different time. You may see things that are, that wouldn't be as acceptable today. This is just to give you a heads up that. You know, this contextually, we're leaving it here for the, you know, the context of time. 
and then on with it. Uh, on you go. Um, they don't seem to be taking that route. They seem to be going with the, we're going to pay a huge number of interns to watch 17,000 hours of wrestling and remove as much of it as humanly possible. Pretty great job, if you ask me. That's, that's hey, a, hey, I'll, sign uh, up. I'll sign up for that. You're going to pay me money to sit down and watch old wrestling? Yes! Okay. It's going to suck when you hit about 2006. But, like, everything yeah. pre-2006 is going to be fire. Yeah. So there you go. Um, good luck with that, by the way. Godspeed. Uh, that means that a good chunk of the entirety of the 90s. Yeah, gone. Gone. All of it. Um, 96, they, 97. They had some... They had some uh, 98. They had some moments. Gone. Yeah. Any Almost anything towards the, the back... The back three quarters of the Monday Night Wars, gone, yeah. uh, and then the entire DX era that followed immediately after during the Attitude Era, so like 99, 2000, 2001, 2000, gone. Yep. Good luck. But enjoy, your, but enjoy yourself, interns. Good, uh, you know, enjoy yourself. I wonder if they'll remove like the old, um, going back to like the 80s, uh, early 80s, where it was like, it'll be like, you know... Hogan versus um, uh, the Iron Sheik and like the America versus the, you know, the, uh, the, uh, I, my guess is, yeah, I think they're probably just going to remove some of the, the chauvinistic stuff, the, yeah. you know, like the, 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 the things that would be perceived as racist now. Cause there were just some really, there were, there were things that like, and now you, you just never would see, but back then it's just like, people just didn't, people didn't have tampons and vaginas up their butts and fucking, uh, nothing worse than a vagina up their butt oh you know what i meant whatever other things you can squeeze they're up. just being uh, easily offended that that's just it i mean especially most... in the context of time like look if this is here it's available you put a warning at the front yeah be like hey yeah heads up yeah might not fly with some of you today yeah. but this isn't from today we didn't shoot this last tuesday yeah this shit's from 1994 all right you want to know? You want to know where there's some money to be had in uh, in creating a network that has none of that. That has that literally says we do what everybody else doesn't. Yeah, and just own it. Just I believe. Literally own I it. believe Ted Turner called that the TNT network, Mister Black. Yeah, what I mean, I mean like something that's more mainstream, where it's like, hey, if you got some shit that you want to say, comedians, you you've got some raunchy uh, or some risque type humor or whatever um these are the the this is the network you're going to want to watch we don't do political cor- politically correct here mm. you just fucking we we basically are a middle finger to everybody else and we do it differently and we own it we know what we are and that's just that cry and bitch and, and complain about it on social media but this is what we do i mean i'd, I'd tune in for that just just because just yeah. because yeah it's uh <laughs> well but hey again have fun, interns. Got a lot. Have fun. Got a long time ahead of you. Have fun. Uh, HBO Max has dropped the next Suicide Squad trailer, and uh, well, I watched that. I'm sure you watched that as well already. I did. Uh, looked good to me. Yeah. I like the aesthetic in general. I like it yeah. a bit more than the other Suicide Squad content that we've had. It was a little different, not dramatically different, but a little bit different. It's James Gunn. It's gonna be good. Yep. Um, you know, you're, you got that James Gunn humor, uh, but right off the bat, you're getting that, like that, you know, that kind of, uh, undertone of humor, regardless of what's going on on the screen. 
Uh, and uh, yeah, definitely, definitely looking uh, pretty promising. So, uh, so uh, I'll I'll look forward to uh, to that. Maybe it will take James Gunn to really turn up the uh, the DC Comics universe. Mm. Uh, next up, Obi Wan Kenobi cast was announced, and indeed, uh, as rumored, includes Hayden Christensen amongst many others. This is a, a heavy cast list, Mr. Black. I didn't list them all, of course, but uh, easy to find that information. Uh, but I don't think there's many little names on that list. Most of them are, are pretty well-known uh, people, and I like the cast. I think it's a great cast choice uh, uh, from everything that I've seen. The one that really took me for a fucking loop, though, is that Han is drifting in the uh, in Tatooine right now, Mr. Mm, Black. He is. He is drifting. He is, he is Tokyo drifting on, on the moons of, 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 like, I don't know, Davin 4 or some shit. This motherfucker is in. He's made it. He started in in Tokyo Drift, and he's he's had some like small, mostly the same typecasted roles, and now we're gonna see if he's typecasted in the world of Star Wars. <laughs> but he is Tokyo drifting on Tatooine as we speak, and I'm looking forward to it. I, I don't know. He's one of those guys where he has that like charisma. Where I, when I watch him, even if it's like a like a fucking cheese movie, I just like the guy. He seems like he seems like he doesn't actually really. He seems like one of those people that doesn't act so much as he's just himself. Coincidentally, hey, playing a role, yeah, just having, <laughs> just, just having a good time. You know what he reminds me of? You know, or know who I call him? I call or what I call him? I call him the Asian Brad Pitt, because in every fucking scene that this dude is in, he's eating finger food. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and I he plays so. the same laid back, like couldn't <laughs> care about anything if I tried, like like kind of fucking personality. So I just call him the Asian Brad Pitt. Uh, <laughs> but there you go. He'll be in that show. Do we have a release date for that? Or is like, or, or like a window? I don't think so. No, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I'm actually, actually for once looking forward to, uh, uh, to, uh, something Star Wars related. Um, uh, something I'm not necessarily, maybe they'll change my mind when it comes out, but no, something I'm not necessarily looking forward to, um, in, uh, in the Star Wars universe is that they have announced that apparently another show was coming. That mm. has its own lore and mythology reboot of the entire Star Wars universe. So it's running, I guess, in in uh, much like CD Projekt Red's pipeline, in parallel with uh, the other canon uh, canon specific Star Wars universe, with its own lore and its own mythology, uh, starring a character portrayed by Brie Larson. And if I tell you that, Jeff, without telling you anything else, could you tell me what this character is probably going to be? Um, more Brie Larson girl power, um, stuff. <laughs> Dapbeard, Dapbeard's got it. She's going to be OP as fuck. She's going to be overpowered as shit. <laughs> That's the Brie Larson way. I feel like when Brie Larson gets a script, if she look doesn't matter if it's like a romantic comedy, she's looking for "Am I the strongest comedian in the world?" Mm. Uh, so Brie Larson is going to play the uh, the the titular role of uh, I believe what is the name of this character? Uh, I don't know how they want me to pronounce this. It's either Maeve or Maeve. I don't know. It's Star Wars. So you never know how the fuck the thing's pronounced. Do you hear Maybe it? Just call her Mary Sue. Instead. That's pretty much what she is uh, by the looks of it, because. This character uh, is apparently, according to uh, those involved in the project, 
more powerful in the Force than Vader or Luke combined. So not just more powerful than Vader or Luke, but actually putting those bitches together and saying, look, this lady, for the sake of girl power, we're going to make sure that not only is she strong in the Force, because we already had that with, uh, uh, with, with Rey, she was already very powerful in ways that nobody could even figure out why or how. That wasn't good enough. We need to turn, we need to turn that knob up. And we can't do that within this, the current canon. So we need to write an entirely new lore and mythology to ensure that what we're doing works. And so, yes, she's going to be Captain Marvel inside of the Star Wars universe. Um, where the premise of the show is that she will be set to go on a journey to find an ancient force power that is stronger than the light and the dark side of the force. I could give zero fucks about all of that. All of it. <laughs> Look, if you're going to do the really over, like uh, obvious, ham-fisted, over-the-top woman power shit, at least don't get Brie Larson seriously to do it. But she's in-house, Adam. She's in-house. She's, <laughs> she's riding that Disney. She's riding that Disney train. She's in-house. Oh, God. So, yeah, anyway, that's the show. Again, maybe it's going to prove me that I, prove me wrong that I'm going to enjoy it. And I, I, you know, I hope, I hope I do because, you know, at the very least, when you see that it's new, you know, new lore, new mythology for Star Wars, it means that theoretically we shouldn't be seeing the same shit that we've been seeing for many years now. And there's always, you know, a, a point to be made that that might be uh, a refreshing uh, thing to see. Uh, but I can tell you right now that starting your brand new mythology and lore-based Star Wars uh, uh, line of, of stories with here's a character that is outright more powerful than Luke Skywalker and Darth Vader combined um, is probably not the way to go about it. No. Man or woman. I'm not, I'm not saying because it's a woman. Like, like It was like, you know, this is like... Like when they kind of did it with Starkiller in the video game series, um, uh, what was that called? Force Awakens or whatever. Mm. Even that was kind of whack. As nice as, you know, as good as that character might have been, uh, even that was kind of whack. I mean, it, it's not to say that they're, they're can't be stronger than those two, but to say that they're stronger than both Vader and Luke combined, the combined part is what kills me. More than anything. But there you go. That was, that's all I got for movies and TV, Mr. Black. Unless you got something else cropped up this week? Uh, no, I don't think so. Um, I still haven't started the Falcon and Winter Soldier yet. I'm just going to wait probably until it's getting close to finishing so I can just kind of binge it. Uh, other than that, nothing. Zero zilch nada. Hmm. Marvelous. That's it. Well, then... I will say this, Em and I are back into watching 90 Day. Oh, I haven't sat down and watched that in a hot minute. I think now that I've got HBO, it's on H is it on HBO or Crave? Oh, well, you got Bell, so it's on, it's on demand, bro. Okay, yeah, all right. So you yeah, just I press that on-demand button, search for TLC. I wish I had time, man. I wish I had fucking time, dude. I just... Bro, I... The for problem th is that show is like crack, man. It's like the worst type of crack ever. Dude, I I'll be honest with you. I sacrificed my help. <laughs> I finished my stream yesterday. I had four hours of, of sleep yesterday and only five the night before. I was fucking dead. I streamed for like 
12 and a half the day before and 13 and a half yesterday. I got off the stream. The mm. first thing I did mm. was I sat down on the couch to get my feet up because, you know, I sat for so long, my feet were swollen. So I put it up the couch and I turned on the TV and I said, it's time for some 90 day fiance. Uh, and I'm pretty sure we went to bed at like three o'clock in the morning or something. It happens. That's the thing is that that happens. It's one more. It's just one more. Because the, the preview comes on and you see the crazy shit that's going to happen in the next episode. And you're like, like, ah, and they get, that's where they get you next time on 90 Day Fiance. <laughs> I can't take this anymore. <laughs> I hate your guts. <laughs> you only want me for the green card. <laughs> I've been waiting here in this foreign country for two weeks and you still haven't shown. <laughs> Dude. Uh, you should watch the season, though. All right, I will. So it's it's kind of an interesting season, though, because, like, obviously COVID happened, right? So, mm. and it's still happening. So they actually have to put, like, they have to show, because certain couples are, like, almost nine to ten months apart in timeline. So some of them are, like, just before the pandemic started. Some of them are, like, deep in the say, pandemic. They say it, like, on yeah, the they screen, put up, like, like, June and then, like, the date or whatever the yeah, fuck. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So you can yeah. see what the fuck is going on. And, like, one of the, at one point, the production had to bail out of a house because the, the state government put out the notification that it was full lockdown. And so they were in the mid-shoot, and the crew was like, oh, fuck, gotta go. <laughs> fucking, like, bounced out the house. Traumatize it for TV. Well, go, it was, go, 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 go. And then, of course, the next scene is, like, is, like, a kind of similar to when they did it for the um um uh the react series or whatever that they have where they basically like sent cameras to the people that were doing it and depending mm. on their level of 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 like uh uh tech smarts some of the audio video was okay and some of it looks like they recorded it on a fucking like razor flip phone from fucking like cuz they probably did 2004 yeah you're out in fucking Kenya there, and they've got a fucking Nokia flip phone from 1992 <laughs> trying to make a video for the freaking production team. Can you imagine the audio crew and if they salvage some of the fucking audio on that shit? It's just heinous. But yeah, yeah. definitely, definitely give it a watch. It's definitely, it's it's a good, like the, the season before this one was kind of boring as shit. This one is a fucking ride, bro. An absolute ride. So check it out. Anyway. It's tech support time, ladies and gentlemen. It's not time to talk about 9 Day Fiance. It's tech support time. Uh, and, uh, of course, patreon.com slash, uh, slash lag TV is the place to go and directly financially support the podcast. You want to see this bad boy keep going? That's how you do it. And for $10 or more a month, you can ask us a question on a post I put up right before each podcast in the week called Tech Support. And you can, uh, you can ask us questions, and we'll do our best to answer as many of them as we can in this segment. First up... Uh, oh, this is okay. This is random. I'm sure you'll have a, 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 a one for this. Time Tricks asks, What is your favorite or go to Canadian? Thank you, YouTube, for that pop up right over top of my question. Uh, what is your go to favorite Canadian loyalty points or reward system? Like, is it air miles, petrol points, PC optimum, scene points, Canadian tire money? It's a, I can't believe you put Canadian tire money in there. Although mm. part of me kind of misses the Canadian tire money, though. As completely insane as it was for Canadian tire to be like, fuck the system. We're going to give you your, your real cash money back, but then we're also going to give you this other paper money that's like one cent that you can bring in did you ever, here's a question, did you ever actually pay for anything in Canadian Tire Money? 
Um, not often, but I do have quite a bit of Canadian Tire money right now because I had to, I bought some. But it's like a points from, card now, though, isn't it? That's what it is. Yeah, they yeah. just scan. They just scan it. And uh, yeah, I mean, back in the day, like years ago, when I was like fifteen, sixteen, um, I used to collect quite a bit of Canadian Tire money. So uh, yeah, I've I think I the most I ever bought with Canadian Tire money was when I moved out on my own. Uh, I had about a hundred bucks, and I bought a vacuum. All right, now here's here's my question: a hundred dollars in Canadian Tire money. How many duffel bags did you require to actually transport a hundred? It, t- <laughs> it was like a big it, it it was like a big stack, and I had it all uh, wrapped in um, elastics and shit. Because they give you like a th- like they literally had one cent bills. Mm-hmm. At no point does somebody sit down and go, maybe we should at least make it like five cents a bill or some shit. It's like one cent. So if you got a hundred dollars in Canadian Tire money, you looked like a god. You would have had to bring that like a that like a fucking boombox on your shoulder, except wrapped in bills of just Canadian Tire money. Um, I don't know. I mean, my fir- my current reward stuff. I don't. The only thing I go out of my way to make sure that I do is like you know, on one of my credit cards, I just get kind of ubiquitous points where they have a bunch of corporate partners where i can like buy gift cards or um actual like an online store that has things that you can buy with points and stuff like that like that's that's about it uh because i don't like collecting plastic for the sake of trying to like micromanage points i don't really Mm. got time for that shit i don't fly so much that i need air miles and the card that i've got is a partner with with air canada anyway so I can take my points and buy Air Canada gift cards and then just yeah. book yeah. flights with gift cards. And it, the yeah. beauty of that is that when you're 6'6 and you do regular reward miles in places, you don't often get to choose your seats. Um, and you're usually put in the most like economy-ass fucking sardine can seat that they can find. Uh, because they're technically giving this to you for free. Uh, mm-hmm. So, you know, y- y- not good for me. If you're like an average-ass person, probably okay. But for me, I'd die. So with this, when I get gift cards, I can just, whatever fucking seat I want, I want business class, I want fucking, you know, exit seats and shit. Yeah. Done. I can pay for yeah. it that way. So that's that's what I use. Yeah, my, my favorite is uh, my credit card. So I I basically pay for everything on my credit card. Like yeah. when I was doing the renovations for this property, I put like, at least seventy thousand dollars on this credit card um so i got myself a lot of points and basically i just use that for travel obviously i haven't done traveling in a while but yeah. i've I, over the last like three years i've i've got enough to you know to i my goal is to build enough points so that when my son gets old enough like six seven years old disney world we're going to disney that yeah. way i just put it all on the points and say hey you know i saved up on the points for the last you know, seven, eight years and the $10,000 trip or whatever is just fully paid for on points over the last, you know, decade. So that's what I'm saving up for. I'm I'm doing that, but in much shorter term to pay for the trip to go to the, oh, Philippines, the Philippines is nice. the idea. So nice. because Air Canada is one of the best companies to oh, choose yeah. to do long trips like that. So yeah. Fuck it. Just uh, points. So, uh, yeah, that's that's what I'm using it for, too. I, I don't mean to be rude, but I really need to use the bathroom, so I'm just going to How do that. dare you? All right. Well, while he's gone, uh, I will answer. Let's see. Let's see if there's anything I can answer on my own. Uh, oh, this is this is technically for Jeff, but Alexa asks, Jeff, the entire Lag TV community needs you to convince Adam to do Lag TV, reacts to Lag TV. What do we have to do? Um... <laughs> 
uh, convince me to take the time to do it. Or also hit the $3,000 mark on patreon.com slash like TV, where we said we would do StarCraft stuff in the past. That's probably a good way to do it. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know, Jeff. I know, I know there, there would be a lot of people that would enjoy it, but just like we talked about in the podcast before, it's one of those things where people think they want it and then, cause they have an idea built up in their mind of just how amazing they think it would be. Uh, and it's probably not going to be that good for a chuckle, but you know, doing like seven of them or some shit. Not so much. Welcome back, Mr. Black. Welcome, welcome, welcome. All right. Will Let's asks, quit. Will asks, would you be okay? with getting payouts from Twitch, PayPal, etc., in the form of cryptocurrency. No. <laughs> Pay me my checks wired to my bank account. Yes. Please. That's it. Thank you. Um, you know, uh, not, not for some environmental reason or some shit. Look, I, the whole thing around crypto, like the, especially with the NFT thing, that's really kicked up the conversation about like, you know, how bad it is environmentally that people are paying for these things in Ethereum. Um, you know, I don't, I don't want to piss in anyone's cornflakes here, but even if you were using good old American dollars, uh, anything used to generate that currency and have it keep in circulation, anything that these companies are doing on average, none of it's good. It's all got bad shit tied to it. If you're gonna, if you're gonna virtue signal the fuck out of currencies, uh, in terms of uh, of not being comfortable with how the currency was generated or circulated uh, or obtained or how it is spent, uh, you're going to find very quickly that you're going to be bartering with goods, and you're probably still going to have a problem with that. Um, you know, everyone has their own line as to where to draw. And yes, Ethereum mining is goddamn terrible. Ethereum 2.0 will make it basically completely irrelevant as far as Ethereum is concerned. And most cryptocurrency is moving to proof of stake instead of proof of work, which is the problem. And if you don't know the difference between those two things, I freely welcome you to Google them. Um, but the reason, part of the reason why there's such an uptick in this shit right now, other than the, the bull market, is that they all know that there is a finite amount of time to be mining this shit before 2.0 lands. And then all of their mining operations will be worth exactly $0. So um, it's kind of like a crunch time situation. All the same, though, pay me in my good old-fashioned Canadian pesos or U.S. dollars, uh, of which I will then convert to Canadian pesos and, uh, and continue to pay my bills because I'm not paying them in cryptocurrency. <laughs> As it stands. Uh... <laughs> uh dude dudeson asks if you suddenly had half a year of free time so six months of free time with no downsides so nothing you know business wise or whatever would be hurt in any way shape or form the free six months what would be the first thing that you would put your mind to for six months free time for six months with no downsides, no, no, got to worry. You don't have to worry about work-related shit. Uh, it's easy. Uh, my family. That's yep. it. That's it's just really. I, it's not even a. Um, whatever it is I'm doing, I'm involving my family. So whether it's I'm gonna travel a little bit, fam, going with family, staying home for a week, two weeks, do fuck all. 
watch movies, hang out, have lots of naps, hang out with my family. That's it. Yep. That's just, <laughs> that's just it's it. the hardest thing to find time for. Yep. Uh, and the number one priority. And that's, that's pretty much, that's pretty much it. Lots of people asking if we've ever actually had an April Fool's prank and one that's actually gone over well, like it was a success. I've rarely done any April Fool's things. The Twitter, the Twitter thing was a was like the closest thing to a meme I've done April Fool's wise. Um, probably for most of my adult life. So I don't really do that kind of shit. So I don't really have any stories for it. What about you? I don't either. Um, I used to do a little bit of the stuff when I was younger, but it's so long ago now that I don't even really remember what those things were. A lot of them was just like pranking my parents or Kayla or something on very small, small related things. I never had these big, I know some people get super into the shit. I'm just like, I just wake up April 1st and I'm like preparing to see all kinds of shit that I just am not going to believe. So, um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Mm. I can't think of anything, though. Uh, Seth asks, is driving from one end of Maine to the other tomorrow? Do you guys like long drives or not? Ever take a memorable road trip? Um, I, I like... I like um, decent drives. I, I don't mind them. Um, I would say my enjoyment would be to a max of three, three and a half hours. So like we get, we get right around the three hour mark. I'm kind of over it um, because it's enough, especially if it's a nice day, I can turn on an audio book or listen to some music or, you know, listen to a podcast and just drive and just be in my own head. I like doing that. I prefer like, there are some days where I'll just go out and drive in and out of the city and just drive around um kind of like people watch or just wash the car clean the car out maybe you know go grab a sushi um mm. grab an energy drink drive mm. around a little bit more um th- those you know drive to all the properties and just like do a do a drive by and just see the state of the property in the front and the back just to be out drive around when it comes to long term stuff the the most memorable thing is when I was in high school, was grade 12. Um, at the time, I was driving this old 91 Civic hatchback. It was a piece of shit. And um, I was seeing a girl. Um, I was seeing I was seeing this, or I was talking. Uh, actually, no, this one. No, this was before I met her. So um, I've, I've been to Mont- Montreal so many times now. Um, this one in particular, we... We had gone to Montreal in the summer, um, and then it was starting to come towards the end of the year, and um, I knew I worked with somebody at a movie theater, or no, sorry, Old Navy, that lived in Montreal, and she uh, she had an apartment, she had a roommate, and she said, hey, whenever you guys want to come down, you get a free place to stay, and, you know, she was, like, legit, legitimately a friend. This mm. wasn't, like... I wasn't like trying to go there to hook up or anything like that. It was just like a friend, free place to stay to go party in Montreal. It's pretty much yeah, what it was. Yeah. So it was the it was the end of it was almost the end of the school year. So there might have been one or two days left. And um <laughs> it was after school and my buddy Kyle, um, sexy Kyle. <laughs> uh we get we 
it, it school is out and we're I'm getting ready to drive him home. Um, so I'm getting ready to drive him home. And as I'm driving him home, I look at him and I say, Hey, sexy Kyle. <laughs> uh, how would you like to just go to Montreal right now? And he's like, what? I'm like, yeah, you want to just skip the last couple of days of school and just drive to Montreal. We got a free place to stay. Fuck it. Let's just do a road trip right now. He said, okay. So we went to his house, grabbed the stuff, stopped at my house, grabbed my stuff and drove to Montreal. <laughs> and we stayed there for like five days and had a fucking great time. It was a lot of fun. And that trip was crazy because I remember on the way out there, um, it was, we left after school and we drove straight all the way there. So we got to about Fredericton. It was about five hours in and it was like pitch black outside and it started raining like fucking crazy. And at the time, my windshield wipers, one of them had basically, I had duct taped or not duct, like put some sort of tape around it uh, because I just couldn't really afford to. That to, car was uh, holding on with a hope and a prayer. And so every time the wipers would go, um, because there was tape on the, the blade, it wouldn't really wipe. It was, it was basically like just tape. It was there for show. Yeah, it was there for show. It was just like tape scraping the fucking window. Kyle Sidewood. So I couldn't see shit, and it was pitch black, and it was raining like a motherfucker for about an hour and a half. And both of my headlights were super dim, like they needed to be changed too. So I couldn't see fuck. I couldn't see more than two feet in front of me. It was that thing where the like the light hits the 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 rain, and, and it that's just all like, you're seeing. All you see is just big fat raindrops coming down. And I was white knuckling it. Kyle was t- was basically my guide, and then I had to roll down my window and like Ace Ventura <laughs> it to see where I was going. It was like that for about an hour, hour and a half at two, three o'clock in the morning. It got so bad at one point. I had to pull over and just sit on the side of the road. And then we were scared these big fucking trucks were going to hit us from behind because they couldn't fucking see shit. So I just said, we're probably better off just driving and driving slow. So I had my four ways on. I'm white knuckling it. And it was like for about an hour, hour and a half. And then uh, we ended up, you know, once the rain <laughs> was done, went through the storm, we, we managed to make it to Montreal. But yeah, that was uh, that was a trip. That was a trip. It's amazing how long the wiper thing didn't work on that car because like, we I told the story here before where when we went to your rap battle, the Elements League mm. in in Sackville, and it was the winter time, and there was literally two and a half feet of snow on the road. Like a plow didn't exist anywhere yeah. in the city. It was crazy, and and yeah, you were in that little fucking tiny ass. The snow was basically to your almost to your lights in that car. That's how deep the snow was. And you couldn't... So we were driving to Sackville, and I was in the van behind you with all-season tires on. This is the dumbest fucking idea we've ever had to drive there, the fucking rap battle, for God's sake. And I... I, All I can see ahead of me is on the Bedford Highway, or wherever the fuck we were, is Jeff... This is nighttime, and snowing like crazy, two feet of snow, and Jeff has got his head out the fucking side window in, like, minus seven with snow and snow's just fucking him in the face but he can't see anything out the fucking window and i don't know how we even got there alive to be fucking honest with you we did uh, we made it we made it we we somehow made it that was the same night that when i dropped off i don't even remember his fucking name anymore dropped uh, one of the guys off at his house and I, it was on a hill and 
um, when he got out and I put it back in drive to go, the, the van just went into a backslide down the hill and there was nothing I could do to stop it because I was in all season tires. And it was a fucking like 2001 Chevy Venture. Uh, and it was beat to shit and these tires weren't doing anything and I was just sliding down and there's no, I couldn't stop it. And I looked behind me and there were parked cars like all on the sides of the road and I was like, oh, fuck. This is it. This is, this is where this I fucked myself. Because <laughs> uh, I wasn't about to fuck one car. I was going to fuck wow. like yeah. several on the way down the hill. And I like, I like fucking, I just looked backwards. I grabbed the wheel and I did as much wheel cutting as I could. And the last car on the road, I swear to fuck, I shaved the bumper on the last car. And I remember hitting the bottom of the hill and I, my, my heart rate was like, like the whole time and I just sit there for like five minutes watch my life flash before my eyes because the whole time my before leaving the house my parents were like because we weren't even that old my parents were like why in the fuck are you getting in a van and driving to Sackville and like, there's <laughs> there's two and a half feet of snow on the road and it's still snowing why would we let you go do that right now and I was like it'll be fine it'll be, be fine and dad dad pulled a solid look at mom and said dear He'll be good. He's a good driver. Don't worry about it. And I, and the whole time I'm going backwards down this hill, I'm like, fuck, because mom's going to kill me if any of this shit happens. And then dad's going to look like an asshole. And yeah, yeah, I'm fucked. Yeah. So, anyway, bless that fucking Honda Civic. As far as like my, uh, yeah, full on send it. So my, uh, my, I don't, I never took like uh spur of the moment road trips. None really ever came up like as, a, like as a thing. Uh, and, uh, you know, I've done, I have done road trips. I, I don't mind them. I, I like driving, uh, like Jeff, you know, once you get past for me, once you get past the four hour mark, it starts to get like, I'm just like, all right, can we at least stop somewhere for a bit? I need to get out of this car and fucking stretch and- like stretch and get the, the blood in my ass again. Um, you know, that's usually around the time where it starts to get to be too long. Uh, but otherwise, yeah, like when we did, um, uh, with Hun years ago, like the, we did the, the Cape Breton trip, which was like a three day, nothing but fucking driving, uh, kind of affair. It was wonderful. If you got a nice place to drive, driving is fun. Uh, you know, if you're just out on a highway and you're just driving a straight fucking line for four hours straight, it's not the best. That's when you fall asleep at the wheel because your brain turns off after a while because you've just been holding the wheel in one spot. Mm-hmm. And there's not even like exits where cars are slowing down. You're literally just holding the fucking wheel and just driving a straight line. That's where shit gets fucking r- brutal. But yeah, no, I, I, I like it, but I don't go out of my way. Em loves long drives, but I'm actually convinced that's because she likes to sleep in the car. Mm. Whenever we go out, like when we went to Cape Breton yeah. and I go drive, like we went, to, oh no, we went to New Brunswick or whatever for the, uh, the Joe Coy show. And mm. she was like, oh, this is so exciting. And, you know, we stopped at Tim Hortons, whatever, got her stuff. 15 minutes into the drive. Yeah, it's like, great. Yeah, Passed I'm, out. Now I'm by myself, <laughs> trying not to fall asleep. And, you you know, you get this, like, you need some suffering with you. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And, of course, she woke up, like, 45 minutes outside of fucking New Brunswick. And I was like, all right, well, here we are. Uh, <laughs> let's see. What are some, Jorbach asks, what are some food items that you prefer making yourself as opposed to somebody else preparing it for you? Do you have anything that, like, you like to make that you feel like you do better than anyone else and you'd rather just do it yourself? No. (laughs) (laughs) No. Um, yeah, no, I I don't, uh, I don't think so. Probably sandwiches would be, like, (laughs) the one thing. People, uh, like, I... 
I don't like dry sandwiches. Like if people aren't using like enough condiments and shit, or if they're if the 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 ingredients in the sandwich are all dry and they barely put anything to like help the sandwich along in any way, shape, or form, that drives me nuts. Um, like so maybe like a sandwich would be just about it. Or they make a sandwich, but it's like I I have discovered this when people ask me if I want a sandwich, I'm like fuck yeah, because sandwiches are delicious. Give me a fucking sandwich. I'll eat one right now. And then they go and make the sandwich, and the sandwich is. One piece of deli meat, one piece of cheese, and then, like, that's the entire sandwich. Because when I make a sandwich, it's, like, seven pieces of deli meat. (laughs) So when I bite into it, I can actually see that there is food in between the two two pieces of bread. Uh, So maybe that. Um... What? Uh, okay, well, this is what Xenon Slayer asks. So, or he says first, the new Justice League entertained me, but a two hour scathing critique actually entertained me more. As a result, I respect the original movie more. Do you find yourself easily swung by critics? No. No. Um, I, I, I will say critics, if, if there's enough bad press, I don't rush out as quickly. Like it kind of kills some of my buzz for the movie, but I don't, I don't go in there with, uh, with, with, I, for one, I really don't listen to many reviews before movies. I just don't. Um, but if there's enough bad press, like say I'm on Rotten Tomatoes, and the 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 critic score and the audience score is like rotten, and it was a movie that I thought like, oh man, this could have been good. I it I let that kind of ruin my excitement for the movie a little bit, but I still go in there with an open mind. And if anything, it usually helps mm. because my expectations get lowered a little bit, and I go in going, okay, don't expect the world. And then sometimes it surprises me. So yeah, yeah, that was for me. You know what movie that was for me? The other guys. I like the other guys. Like, well, I saw like uh, I saw a few scathing reviews for the other guys, and then uh, my cousin Ben and I were like, uh, Ben was like, "You know, let's just go see the other guys," and I was like, uh, "Okay, you know, all right, sure, it's Will Ferrell, all right, sure, I'll go, I'll go see." And so we go into the theater, and um, I just remember uh, that for whatever reason, I just I laughed so hard for like most of that movie in the theater. And it's the, the one that killed you, like the thing, the point, it was v- the beginning of the movie. One of the best bits in any comedy movie ever fucking done, in my opinion, is when it's, you know, the, the rock and fucking, who's the rocks? Uh, is it Samuel L. Jackson or something? Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah. And they're like, they're like the God tier cops, right? That everyone loves, whatever. It doesn't matter if they yeah, blow like, up the whole city. Yeah. yeah. And in the beginning, they're chasing the bad guys and they zip tie off the building or whatever. And then, then Dwayne and, and, uh, whatever they get over to the side of the building, they look down. And the guy's like running away, and it cuts back to them looking, looking down, looking at each other, and and I can't remember which one to say, but you, like you thinking what I'm thinking, and the other guy goes, "Aim for the bushes," and if and if you were, and he was like, "Fuck yeah," he's like, "Let's go," and they and the thing if you caught it, there's a glimpse of the ground before they cut back to them is not very long, but you'll note that they're in the middle of a fucking city, and there isn't a goddamn bush for miles, 
Mm-hmm. And so they're just jumping off a building. And they jump, they jump off, and it's slow-mo, and they got the song in the back, like, there goes my hero. And it's just like this slow-ass thing, and this, and they they milk the, the fall of just them falling and falling and falling. And you think, like, watching it, that something's going to happen, because up to this point, everything's been blowing up, and they're just coming out unscathed. They're like, oh, something's going to happen. And they just milk, 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 and wham! Hit the ground, they're both dead. That's, it. That's pretty awesome. I fucking died. Everyone in the theater was crying. Ben couldn't breathe. Uh, and then at that point, I was like, oh, critics were crazy. That was some of the funniest shit I ever seen in my life. Peaked right there. Peaked right there. And really, I think that was the peak of that movie. As funny as it was, that was definitely like, they they peaked early. Um, Last one. Comes in from D. Neves. I was at Aldi last week, and I saw these things called Pine Berries. They were whitish pink strawberries that somehow also tasted like pineapple. Shit was wild. Anyway, if you could combine two foods into the shape of one of those foods, fruit or otherwise, what monstrosity would you make? I would go with uh, strawberry bananas. Uh, it's, it's a classic combo. I mean, it's such an amazing combo. And if you could put strawberry flavored in a banana and then eat the banana like a strawberry banana. So you, you would rather the banana texture over the strawberry texture, but have the strawberry yes. banana flavor there. Correct. Okay. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Fuck. That's hard to beat. Um, it's, so, like, it's just, can you imagine just peeling open a banana? It's got like a nice little pinkish mm. hue to it. Mm. And it's got the banana f- a texture. Mm. And it just tastes like strawberry banana. Oh, fuck! But what would I'm you call it? That's the question. What, what's your what's the what's the name of it? Uh, strawberry banana. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> perfect. It'll sell like hotcakes. There it is. A marketable name. You can't call it banana berry, even though that's like the the easier of the two combinations, because it's not it's a berry. Gonna, no, it's going to be a strawberry Cause, banana. Because he went with the banana form, so you can't exactly. call it a banana berry. Exactly. If, now, it, if it was in the strawberry orange, form. Yeah, if it was an orange banana, you call it orange banana. But instead, it's a strawberry banana. It just makes sense. <laughs> uh, shit. How the fuck do I follow that glorious combination up? It's a hard one to find. I'd eat a lot more bananas oh. if it was if they were strawberry bananas. Damn. And it can't be it can't be over like there needs to be more banana flavor instead of the strawberry. The strawberry has to be like the kicker. Like there's gotta be it's like drinking vanilla uh coke, right? Yeah. It's like you've got your coke, but you've got that vanilla thing going. Hmm. Mm. It's gotta be like three parts banana, one part strawberry. Fuck. I'm gonna. I won't. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go in like a different direction of like not just fruit based stuff. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go with this. One of my favorite desserts of all time is a lemon meringue pie. A good mm. lemon meringue pie fucks me right up. Something special. And if I could take the flavor of the combined meringue and and the the lemon filling, if I could combine those two things and just actually have the uh, uh, have that in let's say a uh, oh just make the filling taste like both of those things mm. and put that 
in a tart instead of having the meringue. Because what happens is I'll oftentimes just eat the fucking meringue off the top and then just get to the lemon stuff because I like the texture of the filling. So if I could get the lemon filling, but also with the taste of the toasted meringue in that filling and then just give me a bowl of the filling. Fuck the crust. Fuck the meringue. I just want the flavor, but in the 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 cold texture of the the meringue, uh, the lemon meringue combo. Give me that lemon meringue. Uh, it wouldn't really be a pudding necessarily, but fuck me up with that. It's not taking off a podcast. What would you, what would you call it? Um, or what would I call it? Um, I'd call it Strawberry Banana. All right, that's all I got for this week, ladies and gentlemen. That's going to be the name of the podcast. Strawberry Banana, that's the name of the podcast. Uh, We'll see you guys next week for more Technical Alpha. Thank you for uh, for hanging out here today. Uh, Hit us up with a a subscription and a bell icon on YouTube. Like and uh, comment on those when you have the opportunity, even if you're listening to this on RSS feeds. It goes a long way. And of course, if you have the time to actually just run the podcast, the watch time metrics is a huge fucking bonus as well. Um, If you've been one of the people continuing to, when you find the podcast, give us a a rating on uh, iTunes and other platforms. That is also a huge benefit. And of course, just let people know if, uh, if you guys have... Uh, you know, friends and or, or or other people that might want to listen to the podcast, give them a little, give them a little nudge in the right direction. And until next week, ladies and gentlemen, stay safe out there. We're almost there. We almost made it. At least if you're in the U.S. Up here, we're gonna be like 2023. That's okay. You guys are almost there. So just keep it going. And until next week, stay safe and peace. Pee. Did he just say pee? Thank you.